listening to The Bucket List. Well, I lived in Dallas for a year, went to university there. Were you the only Welshman there? No, there was a couple of Welshmen there. It's a massive music school, the uh, University of North Texas. Roy Orbison, Meatloaf, the Eagles, they went there. Deep Blue Something. Do you remember Breakfast at Tiffany's? I do. They were there. They were there the same time as me, actually. Were you on a sports scholarship? No, is the answer. Tried to go and play American football over there, but I ended up playing rugby. Did they play rugby there? Yeah, I got to national finals that year as well. It was great. America football is the biggest sport by a long, long way. So how hard is it to play? Oh, hugely different. If you've never played before, it's very tough to pick up. Obviously, punters who've grown up kicking the Aussie rules ball, not a big change. But for actually people to get out in the field and smash it up, it's a big call. You run less, but the impact's higher and the sport is quicker. It's such a high-impact sport. Those guys are Olympic sprinter speed. That's how quick the sport is. They've tried to minimise the impact of hits. I don't know if you've seen the film Concussion with uh, Will Smith. Unbelievable. Like, people were dying. They had this syndrome where they were driving them mad because of constant hits to the head. Yeah, they're committing suicide and everything. They're wearing helmets, though. Isn't that taking a lot of the impact? No, because the impact is your brain bouncing around inside your skull. Obviously, if you get hit in the head, the collision damage is not the bruising, but it's the brain inside the skull bouncing around on the inside. So anytime you get hit in the head, it's a big issue. I actually did play a game of American football once. Nice. Yeah, I went to summer camp. It was over Halloween. Did you have a Halloween outfit? Because it is coming up to Halloween. It is. They love their Halloween. They do. Don't understand the obsession with Halloween over there, but it's like a public holiday over there as well. But, you know, even here, I went into the supermarket the other day and they're selling pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. We've really taken it on. Uh, I know. Are you offended by American culturism coming in full force into Australia? No, I'm not offended. And I think, in a way, Halloween is just an excuse for girls to dress up with as little clothing as they can. Ah, well, I'm all for that. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. And this morning on The Bucket List, we are chatting to Natalie Cook. She is the Olympic gold winner in 2000 in Sydney. And also she won bronze in Atlanta in 1996. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning. You know, the second greatest thing in my life other than my gold medal is a bucket list. So I'm so proud to be on the show. Thank you. Well, we should get you a medal for that, shouldn't we? (laughs) Well, we got you straight off the bat then, Natalie. Well, I mean, I know we've talked to you a little bit before, but, uh, I mean, you have been globe trekking like no tomorrow the past, oh, however many years. What is there still to tick off the Natalie Cook bucket list? Well, I did compete for 20 years and I visited a lot of the best countries in the world and played on the best beaches. But most recently, I've just got back from my biggest bucket list ever, which was spending a year in Switzerland. So I lived on the lake in Lausanne and Lake Geneva with my partner and my four-year-old daughter. We had the best time. So I had to think about what is kind of left. And at 44, I should have lots left, shouldn't I? But really, I mean, if you were to ask me today, I would say I'd love to go to Turkey. I've never been to Turkey. I would love to do some of the Greek islands. And I haven't ever cruised, but that doesn't excite me. So that's not on my bucket list. We had um, Matt Hall. It's still travel. Yeah, it's still travel. Well, we have Matt Hall, the um, world champion airplane racer from the Red Bull Air Series last week, and his bucket list was um, to go to space. Oh, no, not interested in that either. <laughs> I'm glad we all have different... Other, I'm glad we have different things that we want to do. Otherwise, there'd be a huge line-up to space, and uh, people would be disappointed. But that is not me. Actually, what I did in Switzerland was become a skier, which is oh. the total opposite to a beach volleyballer. And I fell in love with skiing. I'm not very good, but I did my first black run. And now I just I close my eyes and imagine I'm like Sean White. It's pretty awesome. I can do flips in the air. So I want to do more skiing. What a place to learn. I've got to ask you, Natalie, how was the chocolate? <sighs> Divine. 
I loved when visitors would come over and see us and then we would have to take them to the chocolate factory and like dripping chocolate, the last bit as you come out of the factory, it just drips and you can put your banana under there and your nuts under there and you just pull your mouth straight underneath and just get the hot dripping chocolate. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, we have just seen that you, uh, you were in Canberra a couple of weeks ago uh, opening up the new AIS indoor beach volleyball facility. That's got to be exciting for the sport. Yeah, a little bit of an oxymoron. Canberra indoor beach volleyball. When you're in a country like Australia, you expect Coolangatta Beach, Gold Coast. But what it is great for is our young developing athletes that are in Canberra training for indoor volleyball. And we need to get their feet in the sand to understand both disciplines so that we can really help them on their pathway to choose which sport. Because they are two different sports and we need to help them pick which one they want to do. So it still has the digital new age stuff in there too. So it can track the athlete's movement and the speed of the ball and the video system. So it's pretty high tech. Is this the best beach in Canberra? It is the it is the best beach in Canberra. There's no rain, there's no wind, and you don't need sunscreen. And you've even got your own big video screen to look at pictures and video of yourself. So oh. it can't get any better. Obviously, you think about beach volleyball, and there are a lot of artificial or purpose-built stadiums for beach volleyball now because the crowds are pretty significant. But the factor of being by the beach, like you won uh, the 2000 Olympics at Bondi, is the wind a bit of a factor and you have to make allowances for that? The wind is a huge factor, but when you're in a stadium the size of Bondi when there's 10,000 people, the wind doesn't usually get in. Um, It can be a bit swirly if it does. It comes over the top of the stadium, swirls around, which can be worse than having a unidirectional wind. So it's frustrating when you travel the world and you're on an outside court, you know, court number eight, and there's no one watching and the wind is just howling. The ball moves a lot and it's quite challenging. It, It levels the playing field. It takes all the skill out of it and you just sometimes whoever can get the ball over the net wins but in a big stadium it doesn't really have that much of an effect do they have to put a big fan in in one corner in the new indoor facility just to kind of replicate that that was my joke to them actually oh, really? said, and where are you going to put the sun and where are you going to put the wind machine so <laughs> they said that's phase two so you're on the money there beefy that's great so what next is coming up for natalie cook well, I am uber excited uh, about Queensland's 2032 potential Olympic. It's, it's not a bid because we're no, there's no more bidding. It's about showing your cards to the IOC and then the IOC will effectively announce a winner. And I'm very hopeful that Queensland can win an Olympic spot for 2032. So I'm being a big advocate for that. I'm running around telling everyone that this is going to be the greatest thing ever and trying to develop a Queensland Sport Technology Hub So really trying to build an ecosystem around sport technology because that's the future for us and how we can elevate Queensland to the leading sport technology network in the world, not just Australia. I know Melbourne, I know Victoria are very strong at the moment, but they're going to help bolster us because with an Olympic Games that could potentially come to Queensland and Australia would be fantastic. Well, it really is Southeast Queensland's to lose at the minute because there are bid cities dropping out left, right and centre. So uh, I'm pretty sure with the Commonwealth Games under their belt and a few other big events that have been in Brisbane and the Southeast Queensland, I'm pretty sure it's going to be looked pretty favourably because they really do know how to put on an event. The Commonwealth Games last year was was pretty phenomenal. So uh, fingers crossed we can uh, get that across the line. But Natalie, you're actually in town in Melbourne for the Australian Sports uh, Night of Night. This is always a big event on the Australian sports calendar. Uh, it's always a great honour for you guys to uh, to be involved every year. 
Sporting Hall of Fame is one of the things that you would love to be inducted into. And Kerry Codhouse, my partner, and I were a few years back. And so every year we get the chance to come back to meet with all of our fellow athletes, have a good night and induct new athletes through. And then, of course, it's a night of night for all of the sporting public and the sporting corporates that want to come and support us. So it's a good excuse to come to Melbourne and have a night on the town. Excellent. Well, I bet you uh, painted the town red. Gold. Oh, gold. Yeah. Indeed. It's sort of like the Logies for athletes, isn't it? Absolutely. That's it. We all prant down the red carpet, waving, and then sit down and have a good feed. And uh, some of the athletes have a good drink as well. But that's not me. I would eat chocolate. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, Natalie, thank you for joining us this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure again. It's always great to hear your uh, enthusiasm for all things sport because uh, you certainly were one of the shining lights with the Australian sports teams, whatever discipline, for many years. And it's great to see you putting back in as well and getting involved with uh, the things like the uh, Sports Australia Hall of Fame dinner and the Queensland Olympic bid. Yeah, and of course our team getting ready for Tokyo next year, so we're looking forward to new gold medalists, new athletes in the green and gold and uh, get ready for more Olympic excitement. Natalie, we have so much fun speaking with you. Thank you so much. That's Natalie Cook on The Bucket List. Does your sporting club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game-changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of our friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au. Want Longer lasting travel money? Travel in the bedroom have a lot in common, and you need to be protected. Wrap your cash in travel money, Oz's rate move guarantee at any of their 150 stores nationwide. It's free, and if the rate rises within 14 days, they'll give you the difference. The birds, the bees, and some foreign currency, please. Conditions apply. You're listening to The Bucket List. This morning we're chatting to Dave Carlson. He is the media person for Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Greyhound Racing has never been in such a strong position. The prize money's up. The quality of Greyhounds is up. There has never been a better time to get involved with the dogs. Absolutely. Well, of course, uh, in Melbourne, you've got the the two great tracks uh, Meadows in Broadmeadows and uh, Sandown in Springvale, fantastic greyhound racing facilities. But at the moment, the spotlight's on Sydney and Wentworth Park because the Tab Million Dollar Chase Series is about to hit the crescendo, hit the climax. Uh, last night, eight semi-finals of the Million Dollar Chase. The winner of each semi goes through to next Friday night's grand final. And how about that? The winner of this greyhound race gets a million dollars prize money. Oh, that could buy a lot of dog food. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, winning dog will do with that money. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the winning dog will no doubt get a, a cheeseburger on the way home, plus about 10 ice creams, plus a brand new couch to lie on. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the participants absolutely love their greyhounds, and they're the most spoiled creatures. Oh. And I've got to tell you, you, you can adopt greyhounds uh, now as pets. You go to GAP, G-A-P, Greyhounds as Pets Victoria, New South Wales or whatever, and you can adopt them, and uh, they, they make the most wonderful pets. But... That they are absolutely poetry in motion, and I can tell you, it's the fastest sport on four legs. And uh, the Greyhound, to be crowned the Million Dollar Chase champ, 
2019 will be uh, around about uh, just before 10 o'clock this Friday night. And after the last race at Wentworth Park, the Hoodoo Gurus are playing live. Oh, I love the Hoodoos. Yeah, what's my scene? Banging it out. I was going to say, I've, I've seen the Greyhounds and I've seen them hanging out at the, the starting line and they are raring to go. They love it and the trainers love them. They're, as you said, they're such sport little creatures, but they're so happy. They are. They're, they're born to chase. I've seen Greyhound pups who are probably only a few weeks old and they're trying to crawl over one another. They're very competitive. Uh, they're born to run. They love to run. There's some anti-people who, who uh, say that it's no good, it's terrible. Well, they can run over each other and uh, they can run into fences and get injured in the paddock just like all other animals. So they are athletes who are born to run, and I absolutely love these creatures. They're so gentle and quiet, but once you take them to the track and they know they're going to race, the ears are up and they're primed, just like a a 100-metre Olympic sprinter. Now, the Australian Greyhound uh, calendar is the envy of the world's Greyhound fraternity because, like you said, Dave, all of a sudden we've got a million-dollar race. The Melbourne Cup is worth... 500, 600,000 to the winner. There are some big money races around. I mean, I grew up in the UK where winners of most races get about 50 quid. Why is Australian Greyhound so strong and such huge investment in the industry? Well, uh, because it's, it's really popular. I mean, Australians have been on flies uh, climbing up a wall. And uh, because of the wagering involved and uh, the returns to the government and the returns to the respective um, industries around Australia, like Greyhound Racing Victoria, Greyhound Racing New South Wales, because the returns are so huge, they can afford to pay out big prize money. And uh, it's it's a sport which uh, attracts great interest, uh, only just behind the thoroughbreds and, and far, far ahead of the trot. And uh, it's it's fast. Uh, if, if people have a bet, they get paid out quickly. And uh, that's what people, particularly in the younger demographics, want these days. They want everything fast. The show is called The Bucket List. Dave Carlson, what is on your bucket list? My bucket list is uh, going to see live music in the United States. matter of fact, next Saturday I'm getting off. I'm going to see some, uh, some older-style bands, some legendary bands. I'm going to see Steely Dan, five nights, five different albums in Boston. I'm going to see Boz Skaggs in Connecticut. And I'm also going to see my favourite comedian, Stephen Wright, in Connecticut. And that's just the start of it. Beautiful. I'm very jealous. Very jealous. NFL season as well. So uh, while you're up in Connecticut and Boston, go and see the Patriots. I've got to go for sure. Can't wait. Sounds amazing. And uh, don't forget, some of that food in America is amazing too, Dave. Make sure you overindulge while you're there. I'm going to Cactus Deli in New York City, of course. I always go there and get a giant pastrami sandwich. I mean, Cactus Deli, of course, is where they film when Harry, Harry met, met Sally. Sally. Yeah. Do you sit in that Can't seat wait. and it's got a sign that says... Harry met Sally sat right here. <laughs> yeah, I might, actually. If I start yelling and screaming, I may get arrested. It's an absolute institution. I mean, I'm, you can try the cakes in Ackland Street, but you haven't tasted anything until you've been to Captain's Deli. Just, you have one of those uh, Reuben sandwiches oh. in the United States, oh. and you don't have to eat for the rest of the day. The day? <laughs> I ate it over a week. <laughs> Did you eat it in a day? That's right. Dave Carlson, he's the media person for Greyhound Racing in New South Wales on the bucket list. And this morning we're chatting to Daniel Ciccone from Sportsnet Holidays and the Bathurst 12 Hour is coming up the 31st of January till the 2nd of February. It's Australia's most internationally recognised and prestigious endurance race. It's an opportunity and reason to go to Australia's greatest motorsport circuit in, in Mount Panorama. There's a huge range of cars sharing the circuits. 
four different classes, everything from multi-million dollar machines such as Ferrari, Lamborghini, McLaren and Mercedes to Mazda 3s and Ford Focuses with V8 engines in them. Super cool. Some of supercar's biggest names compete alongside the world's best endurance races, so the likes of Wincup, Lowndes, Van Gisbergen. And, and what I love about it as well, it's an incredibly competitive field that isn't dominated by any one manufacturer. There's been five different winners the last five years. This is a, a really, really good one. It's great value for money as compared to the, the 1,000. Definitely for the motorsport enthusiasts, this is a ripper. Where are they coming from? The majority are from Australia and New Zealand, but we do get a handful beefy uh, of international visitors due to the increased popularity of the GT3 cars, mainly Australia and New Zealand. Bet you've got some great travel packages on offer as well. We have four-night hotel motel packages in the heart of Bathurst, and then we have three- to five-night tent city packages. For those that would prefer to sleep under the stars, they can do it. A brilliant setup that Tent City have got for those on a little bit more of a budget, but still centrally located right close to Mount Panorama in the heart of Bathurst. We can offer camping packages as well. What special experiences have you got in mind for the Bathurst 12-hour 2020, Daniel? Beefy, I've got a cracker for you today. Everyone that books a package to this event with us gets a scenic helicopter flight over Mount Panorama Circuit. Basically, they get two amazing laps of the circuit where they'll have a bird's-eye view of all the racing and the spectacular Mount Panorama itself. So everyone gets that, the books with us. I've got another special experience that is sold out, but we get access to Ridges Mount Panorama, which is right in the heart of the circuit. It's the most sought-after hotel at any event at Mount Panorama. We get rooms there. Unfortunately, they are sold out, but there's no better experience than watching the racing from your room. If it's something that interests you, um, get onto us now. Register for 2021 and, and we'll put you on that list. Amazing. And do you have a special offer for our listeners? Today I do. The first 10 listeners to book and mention SEN Plus with Sportsnet will throw in a, a free podium to us. It'll be an opportunity to go behind the scenes, get some great photos of the podium where the winners will be crowned the following days. That's a, a nice little bonus if you get in quick. Daniel, why would you book through Sportsnet Holidays? Everything is official. We are an official ticketing hospitality agent of, of supercars. The special experiences, I think, are, are, are fantastic. The podium tour offer, all accommodation in the heart of Bathurst, in Bathurst itself, really difficult to get. We have it. We have hospitality upgrades also available for those that want to take their experience to another level uh, and have the budget, of course. The convenience factor, we will look after all our guests from start to finish and we make it easy. I encourage your, your listeners to, to give us a try. I assure you are. We won't let them down. If you'd like to find out more, sportsnetholidays.com, sportsnetholidays.com. Or give them a call, one three hundred triple eight eight five eight. That's one three hundred triple eight eight five eight. Sportsnet Holidays, your number one choice for motorsport experience. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. You know, Beefy, when I was in America, I was lucky enough to go to a baseball game. Oh, yeah? Yankee Stadium. But, oh, it was fun, though. I went to see the Chicago White Sox, and uh, I took a running catch of a foul ball up the stairs that was caught live on TV, and then beamed around the nation saying, in the headline, it's, fan takes great catch at White Sox. Well, it is baseball season. It's coming up to the finals, and this morning we are chatting to Rachel Bowley. She's from Baseball Victoria. Rachel, we're getting to the pointy end of the season. We're just about to hit the divisional finals. We've got the Astros taking on the Yankees in what is going to be an all-time classic. And then in the National League, the St. Louis Cardinals taking in the big surprise of the year, the Washington Nationals. How do you think this is going to go? 
I think with the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees, um, unfortunately my hometown team is, team is the Twins, and uh, the Yankees beat the Twins once again, mm-hmm. um, three games to none, but I do think it will go the Yankees' way. Um, I've watched them all season long, and they're very strong, and they've got a really, really good bullpen, perhaps the best bullpen in the entire league, and I think at the end of the day that will put them over the Astros. But the the other side uh, in the National League, Cardinals and the Nationals, two teams that we didn't expect to be in the final series. Definitely didn't expect that. That's a bit of a surprise. But I think both teams have been very resilient and they have their whole fan base behind them and they've gotten this far. So I think they'll both be fighting really hard to see who can get into the World Series. Now, Rachel, what's happening in the world of baseball in Victoria and Australia? We are obviously coming up to the National League season in Australia for uh, the old aces are looking strong this year. Yes, the ABL season will get underway shortly in November, and that's looking to be a great season once again, and hopefully the Aces can make it to the playoffs. Um, so that should be exciting. There's some big names coming out um, from America and lots of lots of good pitching and, and hitters on the lineup. What about baseball in Victoria in general? There's a lot of clubs, especially around the northeast of Melbourne. It seems to be uh, always loads of people there playing and, and watching. Yes, definitely. Uh, we we have 37 clubs taking part this year, and there's wow. more than 45 competitions. Now, you mentioned about the Minnesota Twins, the old uh, Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, are up there. Are they still play in the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. I think I went there a few years ago. The Metrodome was fun back in the day, but now we're at Target Field, which is an open-air stadium. So I went there a few years ago for the season opener, and it was snowing. Ah. So that was fun, um, sitting there in about, I think I had about five jackets on and covered in blankets, and everyone was still out there to support the Twins, so that was pretty cool. Are you a Golden Gopher? Yes. Ah, there you go. What is the Golden Gopher? (laughs) University of Minnesota. I've been to see the Golden Gophers play, Di. I saw them play. Great atmosphere, that stadium, open air and everything else in the... uh one of my favourite things about these sporting events in America is the array of crazy food and the plethora that they have of that. I'm looking for a nacho hat, basically. Oh, nacho hats. And at Twins Games, we have ice cream sundaes and a little baseball hat that you get to keep when you go home. I love how they do the big screen at these events. I've been up there, but just for a photo, just taking a selfie of myself on there. <laughs> Rachel Bowley from Baseball Victoria on the bucket list. This is The Bucket List with Beefy and Diana Simons. Now, Di, the weather is playing absolute havoc with the Rugby World Cup. That's in Japan. In the Rugby World Cup, if you didn't know, they're also threatening that the Japan versus Scotland game will be possibly called off. If that happens, Scotland are going to try and take legal action to get the game played. Because if Scotland do not play this game, they're out of the World Cup and Japan go through as group winners. It's because of the safety of people attending. It's nothing to do with the game itself. Most of the games have been sold out. They're trying to guarantee the safety of spectators, not the players. We're talking about people travelling from certain areas. Because what is it? Is it a tsunami? Typhoon! It's heavy rain and winds, so it's pretty dangerous. They're expecting up to 200 kilometres an hour winds as a minimum. Faster than the bullet train, die! Most of the stadiums have been indoor up there. Weather's not going to affect the game itself. Trying to guarantee safety because it's going to be pretty hectic over this. 
What are the top sporting events affected by weather? 1988, ice hockey, Stanley Cup finals. Ice hockey's indoor, but it was suspended by indoor fog. When warm air meets the cold ice, it generates fog. Temperatures outside, the old Boston Garden hit 27 degrees, and the old girl had no air conditioning. It actually took the power out. They replayed the game a few days later. In 1967, the NFL championship game was termed the Ice Bowl. Green Bay Packers hosted the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field on New Year's Day. Taking into account the wind chill factor, it was minus 40 degrees. And the turf heating failed, so it was making the field an ice sheet. It was so cold, one spectator died and 11 members of the University of Wisconsin marching band were hospitalised. Awful. Yeah. And in 2019, the Tour de France was delayed by a landslide. This morning we are speaking to Scott McCulloch, General Manager of the Travel Money Group. You've got this great product that's come out, the Rate Move Guarantee. How often do exchange rates change? They change every day, unfortunately for the customer, because it means it's quite hard to keep track of if today's a good day to buy or not. And if you're in the market to buy and you're travelling, it can be quite confusing as to when is a good time to buy and how often they move. So they do move daily. And what is the impact for a customer? It depends. Sometimes they can stay, depending on what the markets are doing globally, sometimes they can stay fairly flat for a little while. And depending on if Trump has something to say or not, sometimes <laughs> that can make the dollar do funny things and, and change quite a bit. A good example could be on the 17th of June, 2000 Australian dollars would have bought you about 1330 US. 13 days later, on the 30th of June, it would have got you 13.67, so about $35 more US for your trip. So whether you're into a couple of extra beers or some hot dogs, every little bit counts while you're travelling. If people are changing their currency with uh, Travel Money Oz, that rate move guarantee, is that automatically thrown in or is that something we have to activate? automatically thrown in so we'll talk to you about it when you come in and see us and buy essentially if you buy at our rates on the day we put the rate move guarantee on and uh, if the rate moves within your favor in the 14 days we'll give you the difference back that sounds amazing how can it be redeemed you can pop into any one of our stores and we can redeem that for you and we can convert it back into the currency that you want and give that back to you in australian dollars so you can go and buy a coffee or do some shopping at home basically before you go now the Rugby World Cup is on in Japan right now. How's the yen looking? The yen's looking pretty good at the moment. Obviously, a lot of people will be heading up there shortly, or if not already there. Um, so pop in and see us, and we'll look after you. And if you're from this radio station, mention that, and we'll, we'll give you an extra special deal. Get in and have a look at our currency class as well, and, and the card products shake up and load it up with yen. So make sure if you are travelling, check out the Rate Move Guarantee with Travel Money Group. You can go online. Travel Money Oz. Dot com one three hundred four two six nine nine seven. That's one three hundred four two six nine nine seven.